not gonna say it if somebody should let's talk about two time let's talk about bum one yeah asking the questions that nobody could like where are the bone dogs and are they in everybody. Welcome to another of this. I've, I have a concert update for everybody. This last weekend, we went to the Lucero Block Party West. So uh, I was going to say like listeners who listen a lot or something, but uh, people who know me would know that a couple years ago, we finally achieved a Peter dream and went to Lucero Block Party which happens in like April in Memphis. Um, it was a blast. So we took a, a Tennessee trip and then that was kind of the core of the trip, but uh, drove across Tennessee. We saw Dollywood, all that shit. So this year, it had been a while since I'd seen my favorite band. And then they announced, oh, we're going to do this block party. West." So they had a bunch of opening bands and whatever. So uh, we went down. I've definitely entered full old man phase, um, which is phase, not face. <laughs> I'm, I wore old man face to the thing, which is to say I looked grumpy. Um, no, I'm old man phase because like it used to be, okay, vacation was where this happened to me, where if I was going to leave on a jet plane, I usually knew when I would be back again. That's never happened to me where I'm like, I'll just buy a one-way ticket and see when I come back. I wonder about this. Is this like a real thing or is this just something that happens in introspective novels where someone's like, I just decided to travel or whatever. Speaking of old man phase, I started watching this show on Amazon Prime. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Narrow Boat something. And basically... I guess there are a lot of canals in the UK and this guy sells his house or gets rid of his house or whatever and puts all his stuff in this narrow boat and is just going to go from one place to another in the narrow boat. And the first episode was like so unbelievably boring. Like I, I kind of expected it to be boring and kind of thought that's what I was going to watch for. Um, even, even the reviews, there were like five star reviews that were like, it doesn't really pick up until like season three is when it gets good or something. But I was like, I don't, is there, I don't understand if there's like plot to this show or am I going to need to watch the early ones to understand? It seems like there's no camera crew. It's just this guy basically selfie style filming. And uh, he is taking a boat through some canals. Um, the most exciting part is probably he goes through a tunnel which I guess is a little harrowing in these narrow boats, except you're going when you're not in the tunnel, you're going like, I don't know, four miles an hour top speed. And then in the tunnel, you're probably going half as fast. And then you have a light and a little, Ooga, I guess to tell people you're coming. That's it though. Didn't seem, didn't seem like he was having that hard a time. He like gets through the tunnel and he's like, Ooh, that was intense. 
years ago, a decade ago, that would have been nothing. But now I was not looking forward to facing this tunnel. I didn't realize I'd have to face it so soon or something. That was like seriously the big the big moment of the show. <laughs> the first episode was going through the tunnel. And then, by the way, he like gets to the end of his journey and then has to turn around and go back through the tunnel. But this time they're just kind of like, eh, he has to wait behind another boat. And then there's a boat coming through the other way. Um, it looks like a nice thing to do. It's but it's just not like a fun thing to watch. You know what I mean? You ever seen like a reality show like that? I think that's sometimes where reality shows fuck up where you're like, I would enjoy doing this myself, but watching someone else do it isn't that fun. Um, it's like the season of road rules where everybody always gets along and you're like, well, that would be great if you were on this RV with these other people. And it turned out they were all pretty cool. But as far as watching a reality TV show, I'm not as invested as I typically would be in this sort of thing. <laughs> just you know throwing it out there so anyway like whenever i'm going somewhere i just sort of dread leaving the house and i'm like ugh i was kind of just looking forward to going to bed at like 8:30 and uh sleeping in and whatever but of course i always know it's like a good choice to go i just it's getting over that hump but then I, so we go um, so we missed the first couple opening bands. So there were three opening bands and we missed the first two. Although we later found out. So we met up with some friends. Um, the first opening act was just a drag show. It wasn't even a band. And so here's something that was kind of funny. We arrived a little later um, in time for the last opening act and then Lucero and so I'm kind of walking around in this venue and I see a lot of people who look very gay. And I don't mean that in an insulting way, but I'm just seeing like a lot of a lot of dudes in like those really fancy cowboy shirts and then also wearing eyeliner and stuff like that. Or, you know, doing the cat's eye makeup, whatever kind of eyeliner mascara thing that I mean. Lots of that going on. And it wasn't it was not like alarming or anything by any stretch. It was just like usually when you go to a Lucero show, I would say the mixture is kind of like country looking guys and bikery looking guys. Um, and then a little bit of that, like, I don't know what you'd call it. Hipster uh, rockabilly looking guys. Some of that in there, too, maybe. Um and then the the counterpart ladies, which are basically the same as the guys, um, with the exception of that rockabilly one. Rockabilly ladies are dressed in a completely different way from the guys, although they compliment the guys. Right. So that's kind of what you see. Typically, um, I don't think it's a gay, unfriendly atmosphere at all. It's just not a like. It's not a uh, super gay show. And so you go, it's, you know, like certain bands, they just seem to attract people. And it seems like a lot of bands attract people. And then either they attract people who kind of look like the band or you're like, I guess some people go to concerts and then dress like the band. Like when I went and saw the national, it was a bunch of hipsters in flannel with chunky glasses. And you're like, well, that makes sense. 
I guess that, you know, then whatever. That's that's the show I was seeing. And it didn't it didn't actually upset me. I was just, you know, whatever. I don't mean hipsters as a pejorative, just as like a shortcut. So it's like we all know what we're talking about here. So we get to this Lucero show and I'm seeing a lot of very gay looking people like the way they're dressed was very flamboyantly gay and whatever. And then a lot of lesbians too. what I assumed were lesbians dressed in very classic lesbian fashion. Um, turns out that so they had this drag show and then Nikki Lane was the next opener. And then uh, we saw Orville Peck, who basically got on stage and then a song or two in Foodmaster Flex was Googling to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, Orville Peck comes out on stage and he is dressed like in that fabulous cowboy style with the shirt with like the rhinestones and whatever. And he's got like a belt buckle with rhinestones on it and stuff. And, um, but also he wears a mask. So he wears like a domino Lone Ranger mask. And then also covering the bottom half of his, like from the mask down, he wears this kind of silk, uh, handkerchief. And it's kind of cut in strips, like the thing you drive through at the car wash or something. Um, Looked a little octopus-like or something. And so, you know, he's wearing that and it's like pink silk and whatever. And his whole band is dressed the same. They're not, their faces aren't covered. And so Foodmaster flexes Google in to be like, what's going on? Does he like always wear this mask? Is this like a special thing? What's happening? And it turns out he's a uh, Canadian guy who is gay. And, uh... He, I guess no one knows who he is or, you know, doesn't know for sure who he is or whatever. Um, and so then and like maybe the third or fourth song, he was like, this is a song about a drag queen. And there's a bunch of cheering going on. And I was like, OK, the pieces are clicking for me now. Now I think I know what's going on. Um. <laughs> I was like, I don't I couldn't figure out what this other new contingent was doing at the Lucero show just because it was like, I'm not sure what move they've made in the last year or so that has attracted this audience. I mean, good for them, I guess. I could certainly say like, hey, if I was in a band and everyone all of a sudden was like, this has become like a gay anthem or something. I'd be like, well, whatever, man, their money spends. I'm fine with that. Uh, everybody needs an anthem, right? But so when when this started happening, I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand why this is all happening. Um, I will say that overall, I was a little disappointed in Orville Peck. It's like, I think Orville Peck has some serious singing talent. Although he's kind of wasting it doing this sort of croony Elvis style sometimes. And he does this fake sounding vibrato with his voice that is just like not not my thing. Um, but my big disappointment in the band was so it's kind of a standard band. You've got your uh, lead singer who has a guitar and you've got your drums and your bass. And then they had two additional guitars. So three guitars on the stage, including the lead singer and a couple songs in. And 
they had like two kind of songs basically, which was like sort of slower croonery type songs and then a slightly faster song. Um, it just, it wasn't my style energy wise, but a couple songs in, I kind of leaned over to Poonmaster Flex and was like, there are three guitars on stage right now. So somebody better fucking start shredding at some point. Because if your band is going to have three guitars, you better have some fucking shredding going on. Because what do you need three guitars unless that's going to happen? Something, something great better happen. I felt like I was uh, on that episode of The Simpsons with the Mafia where it's like I'm waiting for that little guy to do something. Like I was kind of looking at the guitar players trying to figure out like who, which one is the one who's like, I'm really more into a Van Halen than I am a uh, an Elvis. So get fucking ready. And, you know, at some point I was like, they must have a song that that guitar player likes because there was two possibilities. There was a guy in like a blue shirt and then a lady in a black shirt. And I was like, whichever one of these is like the best guitar player at some point, they're going to play a song that I feel like is a sort of, uh, maybe the rest of the band is like, eh, we don't love this song, but it gives our guitar player, you know, we we're like, all right, cut loose. Um, I was waiting and waiting impatiently for that to happen and it never happened and then i accuse orville peck of not being great at the guitar because if you watch him play guitar his hand doesn't move up and down the neck like at all he changes chords but it's not it's kind of just like whatever which is fine but i'm sort of like well i feel a little tricked by having these three guitars in the band that's all i'm saying I want to hear some fucking guitar action. Leonard Skinner set the standard for the three guitar attack. And so, like, let's live up to that legacy, damn it. The drive-by truckers had their three guitar action for a while. And uh, made good use of it. Um, so that was a little bit of a disappointment. But it, it was funny, too, because it was like the crowd was... Divided. I mean, the Lucero crowd was very polite. No one was like, get off the fucking stage or anything like that. But you could just see in the crowd, there were two types of people. There were people who were like us who were just kind of bewildered and like, huh. All right. I guess this is happening right now. Oh, I also accuse Orville Peck of having a fake Southern accent, by the way. But anyway, um, bewildered people <laughs> who were kind of like, what am I seeing right now? This is weird um but whatever and then people who were seeing who were having a religious experience there was a lady who was standing next to us who was like singing along to all the songs it just this was her fucking moment and i will say um i've been there we went and saw lucero at red rocks one time because it wasn't a lucero show it was like illegal pete's the restaurant they were having their i don't know 25th anniversary or some shit and um it was built to spill i think was the big band but lucero opened for them and we were there for lucero and i think didn't even stay for the other band and so after lucero i was like cheering like lucero and like come back and whatever and eventually gave up and there were these two ladies sitting in front of us who turned around and they were like you made a, a good effort. Like you should be proud of the effort you made to get them back on stage. And I was like, thanks. I, I really tried. 
Thanks for not being super annoyed. Um, but I've been in that position before where it's like the other person is super excited and you're like, I don't give a fuck about this band, but I am to an extent enjoying your enjoyment. And also, I enjoy other people's enjoyment to an extent in situations like that because it's like, uh, it makes me feel better about sitting through a band that I don't really care about because I'm like, well, at least this wasn't a complete misread of like who people want to see. Obviously, there are some people who really want to see this fucking band. Like, this is their ultimate band. I even, I went up to get a beer and saw the lady who was standing next to us at the bar. Because I was like, I can't, maybe she's shit-faced and whatever. And she was getting water. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think she's shit-faced. I think this is non-drunken enjoyment of a, a concert that she really wanted to see. Um, speaking of shit-faced. There was a, a guy who was so drunk at this show. Every time I see a Lucero show, there's a couple things to watch out for. There's um, people making out, not even paying attention to the show. There's usually a few people who are so drunk that they're standing not facing the stage, talking about something totally unrelated. And we're not talking about people who are in the back of the room or something. We're talking about three rows back or something. And they are just annihilated talking to their friends about something. Uh, seemingly unaware that there is a rock and roll show happening behind them very loudly. And then there's the guy like at this one who was just, he was standing, but you know, wobbling the whole time. His eyes are half closed. And every once in a while, he'd kind of like whip his head around because like he would fall into somebody. And they would prop him up with their hands or whatever to keep him from falling over on top of them. And then he would kind of whip his head around to look at them like, "What? The, why is everybody touching me or something? Um, but he happened to be standing in front of a lady most of the time. So I think he would whip his hand around, head around then just be like, oh, okay, this is fine. Um, and he, you know, he was like, making hand motions completely unrelated to the beat. I He was in a different dimension. Like, he was not even... You can be drunk and then be sort of with us, but then you can also be so drunk that you're not even... You're in a different plane. Like, you're seeing things that aren't even there and not seeing things that are there. He, uh... What was extra hilarious about it is he had, like, a PBR tall boy and... It seemed like every 10 minutes or so he would remember he had this beer and spend 30 seconds struggling to get it up to his face so he could drink more of it, which I was like, dude, this is not I've been there before, too, where you're so drunk that you think you need to drink or keep drinking when you definitely don't. Um, and he was definitely in that boat where I was like, that is probably the last thing you need right now. I'm not even sure how you're going to make it out of here. Tonight. As the Lucero song would tell us. But it's it's kind of like a hallmark of their shows for whatever reason. I really think... Um, I don't know how their tour manager does things, but I wonder if they book shows and they're like, listen, your take on the bar tonight is going to be fantastic. I, I mean, I've been to some shows... And I, you know, there's always some people who are drinking, 
but I think it's generally a pretty hard drinking crowd. And I gotta believe that if I was their tour manager, I'd be like, call the call call the mission ballroom and ask what the take on the bar was like that night compared to an, a similarly sized slash popularity band. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Surprised. Because <laughs> um, it's just like, every time I go, I feel like I meet a person who's drunker than anyone I've ever seen. Like in, in my life. Um, but it's fine. Also, there was like a, another classic staple is somebody who's way too drunk and the show hasn't even begun yet. We were walking to the show and outside the venue sitting on this bench was this guy who was just clearly wasted, holding his head in his hands, looking at the ground, thinking about, you know, his life choices. And it was, I don't know, 7 p.m. And the show went till probably about midnight. And it, you're just like, dude, you didn't, not only did you not make it to the show, but you weren't even close. Like you weren't even almost there or like, Oh, I made it a few songs in and then realized how drunk I was. Didn't even get, didn't even come close. So, uh, that was, that was pretty entertaining in its own way. You just got to learn to deal with it. I guess I was talking, the, the drunk guy was saying something to this guy behind us. And I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. And then after the drunk guy left, I was like, congratulations on forging that new friendship. And this guy was like, yeah, it's just sad. You know, I was trying to ask, like, if he was here with somebody or something, and he, but he couldn't even answer. And I was like, that guy does not know where he is. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you could do for him unless you wanted to take him under your wing for the for the night, which I don't think you really want to do. And I was like, ah, this dude kind of killed killed the fun of the super drunk guy. I guess in, in my case, it's like I've been the super drunk guy and I was fine. And so I, I don't know. I just feel like everyone's got to take their turn in the barrel on that one. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's insensitive. But uh, I choose to live an insensitive life, damn it. And to enjoy, enjoy the shenanigans. When we were in Oregon, there was a lady who got kicked out of the bar before the show had even started. Like, she got kicked out of the bar because the you could go in the bar and sit and wait, or you could go um, wait outside for the show. And so some people were in the bar before the show started or before the doors technically opened. And she got kicked out as people were being let in the door. So basically, she got kicked out before people were even allowed inside. I mean, that is a feat. And then she was trying to fight the bouncer, which is always a good choice, right? <laughs> when someone's doing that, you're like, you know, you really are uh, confirming that this person made the right decision to 86 you from this show. 